0: Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Shansenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host today. And I'm super excited to have with me Jimmy Ukigawa, the owner of the carlsbad strawberry company good morning jimmy thanks for joining us good morning thank you for having me absolutely it's a pleasure to have an icon here in our carlsbad community on our on our show and on our podcast so we really appreciate you taking the time and i want to give our audience because it's possible there's a couple people in carlsbad who don't know uh everything about your story so i want to give them some background You guys have been operating the Carlsbad Strawberry Fields, it looks like since the 1950s, is that correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah, and your family, and I think now with your daughter Robin being involved, it's up to the fourth generation? Yes. Yes, and actually
1: she's going to have a baby boy in July, and so there's,
0: there's number five. Fifth generation's already in the works. I love it. That's wonderful. So for context for everybody... I know when uh, you gave me a tour last uh, I think it was last year, and you were talking about the, the space, you referred to it more as gardening than farming. But uh, for those of us who are not as uh, aggressive of gardeners as that, uh, you guys have, what, about 40 acres of space? About 40 acres. We plant about 25
1: acres of strawberries. That's net acres. But we've referred to it as gardening because my father used to, used to be a rural farmer. I mean, he grew 1,500 acres of tomatoes and 200 acres of strawberries.
0: So Wow. you know, what I grow is nothing compared to what he did. Sure, sure. Uh, but I'm still going to submit that that's a lot more gardening than most of us are used to. <laughs> well, my water bill sure is higher. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. You and I are sitting, I know that by the time this gets out to the public, you know, there's always a little bit of a, A time delay, but we're sitting here in late March, and it has been one heck of a rain season. Now, obviously, for getting out of a drought, that's a positive. But for farming, and especially for strawberries, because this is absolute peak season, it's been a little bit brutal.
1: For some farmers, like uh, avocado and citrus farmers, they welcome the rain. Sure. Cuts down on their water bill for. Row crop farmers that are um, picking a crop as delicate as strawberries, it's just brutal. I mean, mm-hmm. we're down probably 80, 85% year to date. So we were ready to start picking around Christmas. Wow. And because all the heavy rains in January that come, I mean, we did not, first time in my family's history, we did not
0: pick a box during January. Wow. That is amazing. And it makes sense that the uh, volume and consistency of these storms has been, you know, I grew up here. My my dad was a Marine at Camp Pendleton. So I've been in the area since the early 1970s as a little tot. And I can't remember a year like this. Um, it's just crazy how consistently they're coming and the volume of Oh, water coming down.
1: Every time we get more than an inch of rain in a day, all the strawberries that are ripening, pretty much, we have to throw them away.
0: Oh. They just split open and rot. And oh. I mean, it's it's been brutal. It's interesting you mentioned uh, strawberries as a a delicate fruit or a delicate crop, so to speak. Well, share with share about that a little bit.
1: Well, the skin is so so delicate you know you can barely sometimes you barely pick them and they bruise and we like to grow varieties that are much sweeter mm-hmm. you know the uh, commercial varieties you buy in the store these days I mean we call them red cucumbers they're crunchy they're white inside they don't yeah they're not sweet so our customers that come to our stand or that you pick they know they're going to pick a, the sweetest variety that's still available the newer varieties produce twice as much as what we're planting. We need to, to give something good tasting to our customers. And, you know, it, it's all about the experience.
0: And when you say that they, they produce twice as much, is that like volume per acre type of thing? Is Correct. It, oh, gotcha. Correct.
1: They really pump it up. But we're always experimenting with some new varieties, seeing how they produce or what they're what they're all about. But these new varieties, when we start you picking, I mean, you can tell the customers won't even pick those varieties because they don't taste good.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting that, um, you know, you you mentioned that because the flavor of yours is so markably distinct and and better than what I would say I, I get at stores so I, I'm, I'm gonna be your testimonial here that everything you just said is absolutely 100% true. But you shared with me and I was looking up online, it looks like California itself grows about 75% of the United States um, strawberry crop. That has to, as you mentioned, just take, I mean, we're not the only part of California that's been hit this year. That has to have taken a hit statewide. You no, know, the north uh, off from Oxnard to Watsonville, especially up north around Watsonville,
1: there, there's no furrows anymore. You know, you normally bed up the strawberry to, you know, 12 to 18 inches. Yeah. And it, it's all filled in. A oh. lot of those fields have got flooded. The, the plants have died. They've lost the fumigation. It's a complete disaster.
0: Oh my goodness. Not not a banner season for uh, California strawberries. You mentioned that you guys are ready to pick in December. Is that is that typical? You guys usually have stuff ready about yes. then?
1: This area used to be the first area to come out with mm. strawberries. Mm. I mean, back back in the early 70s, late 60s, I mean, there were there were a few thousand acres of strawberries. Yes. Strawberries were really top 10 in San Diego dollar value. Yes. Um but but now there's I mean
0: goodness, maybe less than 100.
1: And so it's wow. down
0: quite a bit. Wow. Very interesting. We are going to take a brief pause and we are talking to Jimmy Ukagawa the owner of the Carlsbad Strawberry Company. And we come back, there's a lot more to talk about because you guys have stuff that goes on in the fall as well. And that's very interesting. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk more. Stick with us. We'll be right back. So Jimmy, we've been sharing uh, how this season has been a particularly tough season for you guys. But let's let's at least um, give our audience, we're going to assume there's a couple folks listening that aren't, Yet, you know, rabid Carlsbad Strawberry Company fans. Let's talk to, about the UPIC and what normally would be happening this time of year, even though with the mud and the stuff it's not going on at the moment. Hopefully, by the time people listen to this, it's dried out a little. But talk about how that normally works for people with walking up and coming on your property.
1: You know, it's really amazing how many people come in or uh, call us on a daily basis. It's almost like every state in the union. Oh, know, wow. we call calling. See if we're open. They're visiting. They're staying at a timeshare or a hotel up the street, and they, they, you know, they make it part of their San Diego County ritual to stop by and yeah, you know, pick some strawberries. And it, it, that part is really cool because you know you go to Vegas now and they ask where you're from. You don't have to say you're from San Diego anymore. you, know, yeah. you can say Carlsbad. I'm from Carlsbad, and they know it. And the response is always. I wish I lived in Carlsbad.
0: Yes, right, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you guys have helped put it on the map. So yeah, that whole uh, angle that you just mentioned, um, what's the term? I think it's agritourism? Agritourism, yeah. And it's, it's legit. You know, it's a way that
1: growers, uh, farmers have been able to stay in business by allowing people to come onto the farm, see what they do. You know, it. Uh, it's a little value-added thing that the the growers can make a little more money in and stay in business.
0: No, that's wonderful. So if it weren't for the rain, the UPIC season would be in full um, full bloom right now. And so folks could, do they have to make an appointment? Do they just no, come up? No
1: appointment. We've got, when we do open up for UPIC, we'll start in a small way and just allow people in to pick certain sections that are ripe, But... You know, I have, to, I have to warn the city people that water plus dirt equals mud. So <laughs> if you step in it, your shoes are going to get dirty. So don't blame us. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You'd that be, is hilarious. You'd be really amazed. Yeah, people have left their shoes in the parking lot for us
0: <laughs> because their shoes got dirty. And you see, and, people they're, and they're like shocked and, that that happened. Yeah, new
1: shoes all the time. It's it's really amazing.
0: <laughs> don't come in your Sunday best shoes. Um, bring your bring your sneakers that you're you're used to going on trails and things like that with. Yes, these
1: berries don't come in a
0: plastic container, and you just pick it
1: off. And you know, you've got to go out there and. And pick the berry right off the plant. You can't get any fresher than that.
0: Oh, and and which goes back to the earlier discussion about the flavor. Uh, I mean, that flavor is so delicious, and that's part of it, you know, picking it right off the vine.
1: Well, that's something that we'll point out. We don't really advertise it, but we've never sold a day-old strawberry at ah. any of our fruit stems. They're always picked that day. and And the difference is they're a lot shinier. Yeah. Once the strawberry is refrigerated, it loses kind of its waxy appearance. Interesting. And I mean, it's easy to tell whether the strawberry has been refrigerated or not.
0: Never sold a day old strawberry. But you can't say that when you go to the local grocery store. Well, we always are able to sell it to another stand
1: or, you know, a store. We have a a whole waiting list of people wanting our strawberries, but we don't produce enough to sell them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, wonderful. And hopefully by the time our listeners are hearing this, it's dried out a bit and you pick will be open. Uh, so for them who are hearing this, who want to find out, oh, I wonder if it's open this weekend or right now. Uh, do they just go to your website? Our or? website, carlsbathstrawberrycompany.com. And they will tell you our
1: hours if we're open and just go up and buy a container and then Go fill it up, pop yeah. a bunch in your mouth, and nice. uh, have fun with your kids or on a date or where, whatever you're doing. Wonderful.
0: Now I want to transition because you guys do have a second season, so to speak, in the fall, and you have a lot of great activities that you've created there in the fall. So tell us about um, tell us about your your corn maze and your <laughs> and your pumpkins and all the good stuff that happens in the fall. Well, our
1: fall festival lasts normally mid. September till Halloween, or the week after. The last two years, we've teamed up with Rotary, and they've had uh, Oktoberfest there the first yes. Saturday in October, and that's that's a great place, and we we appreciate them coming out. We've got we've got two corn mazes. One, we team up with the Agua de Lagoon Foundation, and we haunt it, Yes. and we literally scare the pee out of some people. I mean, every night that we're open, we're open on Friday and Saturday nights. There's at least 20 to 30 guests that they just, they have to get out. They, they come out of the emergency exit or they just give up and we guide them out because they get so scared. Oh, wow. Some have literally wet themselves. Sure, it's It's, it's so much fun. I mean, we have we have city council people in there jumping out of the corn, scaring people. We have all kinds of business leaders and other volunteers, I mean, with chainsaws chasing people around the corn. It, <laughs> oh it sounds weird, but it's it's a lot of fun for those who volunteer, and we raise a lot of money for the Lagoon
0: Foundation. Oh, that's wonderful. I. Can honestly say I haven't gone through the haunted maze, uh, but I also haven't wet myself, so that's good. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe next year I'll have to uh, see if I can survive it. Regular haunted house, and you know,
1: somebody around every corner, but in a cornfield. Yeah. There are millions of places to hide, and they are (laughs) hiding. They get very uh, original
0: about how they scare people, very sneaky. That's great, and um, and so and there's also like a pumpkin patch. A
1: pumpkin patch. We have tractor rides. We have uh, animal petting area. Lots of vendors. Um, of course, the pumpkins. All kinds of different varieties of pumpkins. We like mm. to grow the really big ones. Yeah, and
0: they're uh, beautiful pumpkins. We've been able
1: to support a lot of local charities that yeah. way. Also,
0: last year. When I was there a couple of times in the fall, um, it looked like it was designed and and intended so that people could have special events. Almost, uh, they could rent it. They do. We uh, we have
1: birthday parties, there've been engagements. People come out with all kinds of costumes, we make calendars, and uh, nice. flowers. We have a big uh, marigold field. You know. Mm-hmm. Hispanics call it *sempasuchil*, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I think, the, the uh, Mexican word for uh, marigold, and all kinds of people go out and take pictures there. Yep. I mean, I don't know. They dress up as ghosts and they put it on <laughs> TikTok or yeah, whatever. I
0: yeah, I don't get
1: you. all the things that they do, but it's so original. I mean, lot, we're pet friendly. We don't I allow see. animals in the strawberries, but you sure. can bring. You can bring your animal and, you know, either somebody sit with it or we'll even sit your sure. sit your dog if you yeah. want, you know. But uh, people come out and take all kinds of pictures. And every year on a lot of the signs, we, we change what year it is. So I've seen collages of oh. people's families growing up with the same photos in the uh, background. You know, the signs, yeah. just the year changing. How
0: interesting. And it's really cool. And we haven't mentioned yet uh, in the fall the the beautiful sunflowers as well. The sunflowers we we
1: do double crop. We we have sunflowers in the spring and the fall. Okay. But this year with all the rain, the mm. ground has just not dried out enough. Yeah. To plant the sunflowers, uh, we did get one crop in in uh, December before the rain started, but. We're going to miss out on a lot of sunflowers ah. this year until fall. So it's a different
0: thing. Yeah, that is a, they're, they're beautiful. When they're in full full grown, they're just uh, stunning. And you mentioned photos and the sunflowers with the uh, people taking photos of those are very popular.
1: Very big photo op uh, opportunity. Like I say, we we have people doing a lot of commercials out there, uh-huh. whether it be Hobie, Hobie did a, uh, a kayak that was pumpkin-colored, and they were oh. shooting the pumpkins out there. We had electric skateboarders doing videos out there in the corn mazes. The Carlsbad tactical team comes out every year and practices their corner maneuvers in
0: the oh, corn wow. maze. Oh, wow. That's So it's very interesting. My notes say that you have 1.5 miles of trails in the corn maze. Yes, that's a lot. It is a lot, and I've been lost in all of them.
1: And <laughs> uh, that's a lot. Look at the power lines, and you
0: can hope. Yeah. Hopefully, you make your way out. Yeah. If not, we'll come get you. <laughs> Thirty minutes to get all the way through the corn maze. So it's not like you're going to be in and out in five minutes. You got to. It's a no, serious thing.
1: Both both mazes take take a while, and people ask us all the time. Uh, in the haunted maze, how long it takes. And our answer is always, it depends how fast you run. <laughs> That's
0: a great answer. Oh my goodness. Um, so you guys are an institution here in Carlsbad. And, you know, we have two beautiful expressions of agritourism with the flower fields and you guys. But um, But you've been an institution here for so long. And what do you see in the future?
1: Well... I mean here land prices are so high, yeah. water is extremely high. I mean yeah. we are this this rain year is an exception, but on a normal normal month, our water bill averages anywhere between thirteen and and seventeen thousand dollars Wow, just a month for water Wow and it's it's really brutal so we've we've taken steps to try to try to make uh, our business more sustainable sure and uh, hopefully we've done that to where we're not taking the farm may take a loss but other areas of our business make up for that so yeah yeah, yeah. and and you know our employees have been here a long time we have we have three four generations of the same family working out oh, there that's that wonderful. Come back year after year after year and I don't want to shut that business down and you know yeah. throw them out yeah so sometimes you know, one of the angles is we do stay open because it's a, it's a legacy, but it's also these families that we need to keep supporting.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I should mention that very recently, I want to say not 2020, I think it was 2021. You were our Carlsbad citizen of the year for the city. Is that right? In 2021? Uh
1: Yes, it was for 2020. I don't know whether they ran out as citizens to give it to. <laughs> I doubt and that. that. was, <laughs> It's kind of like your podcast. Am I the last one? No, you're okay. not the last okay. one. <laughs> well, um, no, it was it was really uh, one of the great honors of my life, yeah. it, and so many of so many people I really truly admire have been given that honor. And yeah, so it was. It was great. I no, keep telling wonderful. my kids they have to do better than me.
0: So, <laughs> uh, you I set wanna, the bar kind of high though. Bar, you're right. <laughs> That's wonderful. Congratulations. Well, it was well deserved and um, you guys are, are your business and your family's been a staple in this community. So we're we're really blessed to have that. Is there anything um, anything we missed that we didn't uh, draw out? Not that we can talk on the air. <laughs> I love it. Um, so if you want the inside scoop, folks, you got to go down to the strawberry fields and uh, talk to Jimmy directly, and he'll give you the the rest of the story, as they say. Um, but but I do want to encourage people to uh, go to your website and learn all that they can, and find out you know when the U Pick is does finally open this year, and keep up with the the fall schedule and everything and all of your guys's, um, th- And then, like you said, I, I love that concept of people uh, renting space for a birthday party or an anniversary party or whatever the case might be. Let's keep these, uh, these fields sustained. Thank you. Good Appreciate to have it. you today, Jimmy. All
1: right, thank you very much.
0: Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free. It's free creates goodwill and makes you feel great.